good morning again, Ethos Church. So good to see everybody out here on this awkwardly weird Sunday morning where it was 54 degrees when I woke up this morning and it's negative 54 degrees at 10 a.m. And we're so glad that you got here safe and sound today. We're kicking off a brand new series, a whole new collection of talks this Sunday for the next four weeks entitled Seasons where we're attempting to make sense of the seasons in our lives. Oftentimes, just feel like they don't really make a whole lot of a whole lot of sense. And it would be appropriate, right, that on the day that we kick off these talks, we get to experience all four seasons in one day. And, and so we're so glad, we're really so glad that you're joining us. And I want to I ask a favor of you that I, I have not asked in the five months now that we've, that we've, uh, that we've launched this church. I want to ask that maybe you would consider for the next four weeks joining us every week. And if you're not able to be here in person, you check out the podcast, you go along this journey with us. And here's why. Because if you're brand new to church, maybe this is your very first time ever at Ethos, just kind of new to church in general, I think this is a really great series. Begin your journey of faith and just maybe even just a better understanding of how God works in the different seasons of our lives. Or if you've been coming to church for quite some time, you've been a follower of Jesus for, for quite some time, uh, I think that this is a really great series for us to grab a hold of and begin to better understand what God's doing in your present season and how that's really, in a lot of ways, a setup for what God is preparing you for in the, in the next season. I'm gonna, I want to I share uh, just from two passages, two portions of Scripture today. First one's in the, in the book of beginnings, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. It says that God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. In other words, from the very beginning, God, it was God who established the wild and wacky seasons that we know oh so well here in, in, in Ohio. It was, it was him who said, hey, I'm going to create this thing to have kind of a rhythm to the thing. There's going to be seasons that come and seasons that go and seasons that even repeat themselves. And look what, look what King Solomon, he said in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This is Solomon who was considered to be the wisest person walking on the face of the earth during his time uh, alive. And he wrote in verse 1, For everything, there's a season. And there's a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what's planted. A time to weep and a time to laugh, time to mourn, time to dance, a time to embrace. There's a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to seek and there's a time to lose. If you're a Michigan fan, that's pretty much every time that you visit Columbus. That wasn't even in my notes, just came to me. There's a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. There's a time to love, there's a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. And here it is, verse 11, check this out. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Keep that up there just for one moment, DJ. Can we, can we say this out loud together? This is going to be the premise for what we talk about today and really over the next few weeks together. Let's say this verse, verse 11. Throw that up there for me. Verse 11, loud and proud together. Ready? Begin. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He's made everything. God's made everything beautiful in its time. We're going to pray just one more time this morning. And I really believe that God wants to speak to us throughout this series. Father, thank you again for the moments that we have to gather together and just to share, uh, just to share and live life together. God, we thank you for all of our small groups that, that launched this past week. And God, we're, we're asking that you would just continue to, 
to mark our church through relationships, through friendships, that we would really be a people who are like family becoming friends and friends becoming family. God, we're asking that you would make up the distance by your grace between what I would humanly say and what I prepared to say and what you want to speak to every single person in this room or, or listening to this podcast at a later date. We love you so much, God. And we're asking that this next year, we're praying right now that this next year, you would bring a national championship to the first year head coach and your favorite team, the Ohio State Buckeyes. In Jesus' name, everybody who agreed said, Amen. Amen. It's never too early, people. Seasons. I don't know why, but this, this, this morning just kind of reminded me of football season a little bit. And we haven't even gotten to summer yet, but it's going to be a good season. How, uh, speaking of the Buckeyes, how many sports fans do we have in here? Sports fans? Come on. Uh, quite a few, quite a few of you. Um, how many of you would say you don't like sports at all? Can I see your hand? You, you despise sports, okay. A couple really bold ones, okay, okay. We respect that. Um, I would definitely consider myself to be a sports fan. In fact, a couple years ago, for the very first time, uh, one of my best friends surprised me for my birthday and took me to a Sunday night football game where the Philadelphia Eagles were playing the Dallas Cowboys. It was week 16. The winner of that game decided who won the NFC East, which in effect just means they go to the playoffs. And so it was a really big game. We drive all the way out to Philly to get there in time to kind of do a little bit of tailgate and hang out and enjoy the atmosphere and the environment. Just a lo- really, really long story short, the Eagles lose. Okay, They lose the game. Des Bryant, hashtag rest in peace, not really rest in peace, but kind of rest in peace. He doesn't play anymore. And so he... he he, that was kind of morbid, and I wish I could take that back, <laughs> you know, and, and, and but, but he, he, he caught this, a game-winning touchdown pass, and, and I remember we're walking out of the stadium, and, and, um, and I'm just feeling kind of like under the weather, a little bit depressed, the whole stadium had like, just the, the wind sucked out of them, you know, I'm just feeling, man, what a bummer, I drove seven hours for that, you know, we're getting ready to get back in, in our car, and there's this older gentleman who's walking beside me, and, and, and we're, all, we're all kind of depressed. And he says to me, he says, hey, how long have you been an Eagles fan? I said, man, my, my whole life. Never had a choice. My dad was an Eagles fan. His dad was an Eagles fan. His dad was an Eagles fan. His dad was God, who's an Eagles fan, too. And, and I've always been Eagles fans. And, uh, it's a joke, by the way. Like, some of you are like, huh. I was a Browns fan. Maybe I need to change. Yeah. Um, you do. But, um, but, but yeah, I, said, I said, my whole life. I said, my whole life. And he said, well, I've been an Eagles fan my whole life, too. He said, I've learned some things. I've got, I've got a few more seasons under my belt. I've learned some things. So as an Eagles fan, you always got to know that there's always next year. Right? There's always, there's always next year. And, of course, about two years later, we won the Super Bowl. And by we, I mean we. We won the Super Bowl. And... <laughs> Uh, my prayers had a big part to play in that. And, 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 but, but, but it's funny, though, because as sports fans, sports fans, that's what we do. Like, we're, we're always looking to next season. Like, if you're a Browns fan, you're looking to next season before the season even begins, you know? Like, Browns fans have so much hope right now, though, don't they? They're like, next season really is our season. You're like, you won six games. Like, it was, it was good. Seven games, was it? Maybe It wasn't great, you know? But, like, this is what we do, though. We're always looking to the next season. Because in one sense, we know this to be true. We know that some seasons in our lives are just better than others, right? Like, like some seasons, as you look back on your life, you would describe as the best season of your life. Maybe for some of you, you would describe the season you're in as one of the best seasons of your life, while others would say 
It's a really difficult season. It might be what you would describe as maybe one of the worst seasons of your life. And it's funny because we can all be experiencing different seasons that bring about whole sorts of different emotions all at the same time. We, we experience seasons of great joy while others are experiencing seasons of heartbreak and, and what, feels like, what feels like devastation. For some people, they have a, a newborn child and it's, it's this beautiful thing that God has entrusted you with while others are, are trying to get pregnant and have been doing so for quite some time or just experience loss within their family or their friends. And it feels like while one person is rejoicing, the other is, is heartbroken. Some seasons are full of great progress, right? Where it's like we've got momentum and kind of wind under our sails. And others feel like, like we're, just, we're just barely getting by. And for every step forward we take, we're taking two steps, two steps back. A couple years ago, I was, I was meeting weekly with a group of, of high school students. In fact, this was several years ago now. And I remember near the end of our, of our time together, we were meeting together for 12 weeks. And, 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 I, and I just kind of opened up to Q&A Q and I said, hey, if you, if you could ask me anything, what, what would you want to ask me? I, I, generally, I try to call it Q&R. I heard somebody say that before because nobody has all the answers, right? But like, we usually always have a good response and, or at least a response. And, and, and I said, what, what would you want to ask? And, and the, one, the one young man, he said, he said, if there were a secret ingredient to life, what would it be? You know, and I wanted to, I wanted to say like all sorts of spiritual answers, but the thing I thought of, I said, I, said I, I think it's learning to embrace each season of life that you're in, regardless of what that season, what that season may feel like. There's, there's all sorts of secrets to life, so to speak, but, but I really think understanding the seasons of our lives is crucial to really experiencing God's fullness and what he desires for us in every season, and furthermore, into the seasons that he desires to, to take us. Look once again at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. If we've got time, we can throw that up there, DJ. It, it says this, Solomon writes, For everything, for everything, there is a season. Now Solomon wrote this, but he was inspired by God, and later on, God allowed this to be interpreted as the, as the, as the authoritative scriptures and voice of God, in other words, we can lean into this reality and this truth that God has designed for, season, for times and for seasons. And there's, there's a season for everything, for everything in our lives. And I, I, I want to kind of bring this together here in, in, a, in a more practical sense. Because oftentimes we have a hard time relating to this spiritual, off in the distance God because we feel like, well, he can't relate to me because everything that I experience is, is natural. Meanwhile, God kind of sits up in his heavenly throne and, and we can't really connect with him in a real practical way. And yet we fail to recognize and understand and fully realize that God is the one who designed seasons to begin with. So, so it's God who made spring, summer, fall, and winter. It's, it's, it's no surprise to him when these seasons come when these seasons go. In fact, I would venture to say that pretty much everything, spiritually speaking, can be connected and related to something naturally speaking. You say, well, how could that be? Because God's the designer of it all. I think that, I think that spring, that, that season of spring that comes every year and goes too soon, every year, it's just, it's, it could be related for us as a season of patience kind of 
patiently awaiting. In fact, I really think there are four distinct seasons that, that we all experience on a continual basis. We'll talk more about this in weeks to come. But much like the seasons we experience in the natural world, we experience these seasons in our own lives as well. I think summer can be related as a season of pleasure, right? Especially in Ohio. Like, we got to take advantage of the summer season. Fall could be, could be seen as a season of preparation. While winter, and this comes as no surprise to us, is a season of pain. And if you love the winter, you're painful to be around. <laughs> but, but we all experience these seasons at one point or another in our lives. And as each season is distinctly different, we have very little control over the seasons that we're in, don't we? Like we can't, we can't always control them. So we find ourselves in a season, and oftentimes we wish we weren't in that season, but we have no control. We have, we have very, I should say, we have very little control over the seasons that we find ourselves to be in. But in order to escape kind of the mundaneness of life, and what can oftentimes feel like this repetitive cycle, but really in order to fulfill the promise of God for your lives, we have to learn to embrace the beauty of every season. And so there's three things I think we got to lean into and three things I want us to discover as we kind of kick this, kick this collection of talks off this weekend. The, the first one that we got to know about seasons is that in every season there's a struggle. Every season has a struggle. Summer, spring, fall, and winter, every season has a struggle. I, I love to think about the future. Like I can live with my head in the clouds. It's, it's, it's the reason why my daughter and I get along so well. Like she loves to dream. And as I've grown older, I have not stopped loving to dream. Like, I'm constantly thinking about tomorrow, thinking about next year. I'm setting goals for 10 years from now. Like, sometimes my wife is like, just, babe, like, like today. Like, what's today? I'm like, today? No, tomorrow. She's like, no, but today. We're living in today. Today. Where are we going to eat now? I'm like, I haven't thought about today. I know where we're going to go eat tomorrow, you know? Like, what good does that do? It does no good. But that's where I live. Like, welcome to my world. And so, and, but, but as a result of always looking to the future, Sometimes I can always want to be in the next season. Can you relate with that a little bit? Like, don't make me preach this alone. Like, like sometimes we want to skip the season we're in in an effort to get to the, to the next season, season quicker. I'll prove it to you. When you were young, and certainly when I was young, I could not wait until I got a job so I could make some money. I wanted to make some money. I remember when I was 14 years old, and my dad said, you can work for me this summer. I said, hallelujah. I don't know what that was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what I just tried to say there. I'm not, we're going to take that back. There's a couple things I want to take back. Okay? We're going to take that back too. That's another thing we're going to take back. And, and, and so finally, finally we, 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 I get to work, right? And so, so my dad says, but if you're going to work, he said, you're going to work. And I was thinking, like, I just want to work like two days a week. He said, no, son. He said, my employees, they work Monday through Friday, 7 to 5. I'm like, I could do this. And, and what do I get paid, Dad? Seven bucks an hour. And I'm thinking like, dang, that's a lot of money. You know? I'll never forget, I got my first paycheck. With that paycheck, I'm like, man, I cannot wait to go out with my friends. Dad, I need to go out with my friends. I got I to gotta get, I got to go out to, I, gotta, I cannot wait to spend all this. He said, son, you got to work. You got to work. But my friends are going to the pool, Dad. I want to go to the pool and spend some of this, spend some of this money. Jump off the high dive. <laughs> no, son, you committed to working. But my friends are at the pool. Son, you said you're going to work. You wanted to make money, right? But, but then I realized in my effort of making money, I had no time to spend my money. Then I could not wait to get a girlfriend because now I got some money. I need to spend some money. I mean, 
I mean, like, if I'm going to be the first boy in school who could take my girl out on a good date, you know what I mean? And, like, I just thought this was going to be the coolest thing. Finally, I got a girlfriend, and we go to the movie theater, and I got to pay for me and for her. <laughs> and I, this is, this is honestly got a true story. I remember the first time we got, I got one popcorn, and she ate too much of it. <laughs> and so the next time we go out to the movie theater, I didn't want to say anything to her. I was like, you know what, today we're going to get two popcorns. You can have yours, and I'll have mine, you know? <laughs> That's how, much I, that's how much I really like you. Really, it was like, that's how much I can't stand when you eat my popcorn. You know? and, and, but, 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 but we, we, we want to get to the next season, and we find ourselves in that season, and we're frustrated about that season because every season has its own struggle. When we first got married, my wife and I, who's home right now with our son, who had pink eye, we think. Ah, and so it's horrible. I, don't, I think he's better now, but you didn't want him in class today. And so... So when we first got married, we were, we were renting, we were living in an apartment, and we were there for, for, for quite some time, and we couldn't wait until we could have a house. Couldn't wait. Finally, we, we find this home. We couldn't really afford a whole lot, so we got this home that had sat vacant for three years. We had no idea what we were getting into, and it took us nine months to renovate this house. We're living with my in-laws in the time. I'm working two jobs. We had our firstborn child at that time as well. And it just feels like it's so stressful. Finally, we thought if we could just move into our house, everything will be better. We move in. Three months later, I come to discover that there's all sorts of bills and extra responsibilities that come along with home ownership that I was not aware of when I was renting. I remember telling my wife, like, you think we could just go rent again? Like, we got to, because there's a struggle in every season. When you're younger, you can't wait to graduate from high school so you can kind of grow up and get a real job. And then when you grow up and get a real job, you look back at high school and you think, man, I can't imagine what it would be like to have no real responsibility. <laughs> like, like you can't wait till you have kids, then you have kids. You're like, when are they ever going to move out of the house? <laughs> All right? Like, but, because the truth is, is there, there's, a struggle in every, there's a struggle in every season. And so often, far too often, we wish we were in somebody else's season, don't we? We look at what somebody else is experiencing. We look at the success that somebody else has. We see their highlight reels on Instagram and Facebook, and we assume that we can see how high, because we can see how high the tree has traveled, but we can't see how deep the root system has traveled. We, we assume that everything is great, that there's no struggle for them. I remember talking to this guy several years ago, and he was always so gracious to, 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 to grab coffee or to grab breakfast with me, and he's just, just this crazy successful business guy. I mean, he's just got more money than, than I could honestly, like, fathom, and he, he has his own plane. Like, that's, like, you're doing, you're doing pretty good financially if you got your own jet, you know? And so, so I remember sitting down with him, just asking some questions about leadership and life and family, and, and at one point, just a couple years ago, I said, I said, hey, if... I said, what, what's one thing that you wish you could tell like a younger person who looks at your success that maybe they don't really understand about, about you and where you're at now? And he said, I wish I, wish I could tell them that, that, yeah, I've got all this stuff and I can, I can kind of buy whatever I want, but, but the burden and the, the pressure of the thousands of employees that I have, and it, it, just one decision, one mistake, and there's all these families who go without paychecks. It's, it feels sometimes like overwhelming. And, 
And, and, and in one sense, you can look and think, well, man, I wish I would, I would still replace the struggle that I have with, the, with whatever feels like the struggle that you have. And yet when we get ourselves into that season, he actually said, he said, there's so often I look at a young person who just kind of has all the ambition but no real responsibility. And I think, man, I, I, would just, I would love to have that freedom just one more day, just one more opportunity. Because there's a struggle in every season. Every single season has its own personal struggle. When, 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 we were, when we were first married, my wife and I, we, we literally, for several years, we had no money. Like, we, we had no money. Like, people talk about when they were poor, I'm like, you don't, you don't even know. Like, we had no, we were just barely scraping by. In fact, for two winters in a row, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't afford to get the heat fixed in my car. And so by the second winter, I'm driving with my window down. Through, through the winter time, because, you know, if the temperature on the inside of the car gets warmer than the temperature on the outside of the car, you get frost on your windshield, and that's not good. You can't see. And so I had to make a decision. I'm either, like, really, really cold and have my window down, and I can see, or I'm still really cold and keep my window up, and I, you know, can't see. Like, I, the options were pretty limited for me, and, and I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I didn't want anybody feeling bad for me or giving me a handout. And I just remember one time, after the second winter was almost kind of came and gone, I was just praying about it. And God, come on, this is crazy. And when are we ever going to get this fixed? And I was working two jobs at the time. And, 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 and I, remember, I remember it just felt like God spoke to me. And I've, never, I've never heard God speak audibly to me before. I've never heard it. I'm like, I, I, I love when I hear people who have heard it, heard God's audible voice. But I, that's not me. I've never heard that before. But I, I just sensed that God was saying something on the inside. Just knew that it was him. I just knew that it was right. You just kind of feel it. I just felt like God said, son, if I was going to give you everything that I'm going to give you in the time frame that you want it, you wouldn't appreciate it and be as grateful for it as I need you to be when I finally give it to you. And in the, in the moment, I did not like that. I was like, that's crazy. I'll be thankful for it, I promise. I, I swear. You know what's funny is that years have gone by. One of the things that my wife and I, we love to do. I mean, like, like literally, like, it's such a privilege of ours. Like, we, we love it. We, we love to find young couples who are going through similar seasons. And, and we'll, just, we'll just do our best just to kind of bless them. And let me get you some gift cards and get some clothes for your kids. And, and, and just, just really kind of try, try to spoil them a little bit because, because we remember what that felt like in that season. And we'd often talk about it. Had we never gone through that season, we would probably never be as aware of other people going through a similar season in the season that we're in right now. There's a struggle in every season, but every season, every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose. And so, so though there is a struggle in every season, that struggle, that struggle has a purpose as well. And it's important for us not to look at somebody else's season and envy it, but recognize that the season I'm in and the struggle I'm experiencing is purposeful. And if I lean into God, God will use it for something beautiful in the future. Which leads me to point number two. Every season is shaped by what you say. Every season has its struggle. And yet, listen to me, every season, whether it's terrible or whether it's really, really good, it's shaped by what, you, by what you say. You can't control the seasons that you're in, but you can control what you say about the season that you're in. 
Look, look one more time at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, where, where Solomon writes, For God has made, every, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He makes everything, every season, everything within that season is beautiful in that time. I've discovered that what really separates people who walk by faith and sense God's purpose in their lives from those who kind of walk aimlessly throughout life is what they choose to call the season that, that they're in. Because your season will eventually begin to take on the characteristics of what you say about it. It, it, it really will. I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, like, like my kids, they're, they're young and they're professional mess makers. They're so good at making messes and they're so bad at cleaning them up. And, and frequently my wife and I will like kind of get like irritated because like, I like things in order. I like things in place. I have a very specific spot. I want everything to be and I like things clean. I don't like dirty dishes in the sink. It irritates me and I can't go to bed when the house is out of order. Like it's, you should pray for me because it's not a good thing. Like, like it's, it's, it's not good. And so, so, so sometimes I have to, I have to, I have to kind of calm myself down and, and be like, ah, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And what, and what my wife and I started doing is we say, you know what, the, the mess just means we're blessed. The, the mess just means that, that our kids are healthy enough to make a mess. And so we can, we can get irritated about the, the, one, the one toy that's not in its box when we go to bed because our kids didn't put it away after they're done. Or we can remember that, wait, my, my kid was, was strong enough and healthy enough to, to play with that toy to begin with. And there's, there's, you, you, your season begins to take on what you say about your season. We, we are set up in Teardown Church. We set up every Sunday morning, and we've been doing this now for five months. And I remember those first few months, man, like as soon as the weather started changing and shifting, and you're waking up pretty early, and you're like, why are we doing this? This is crazy. It's cold. We're moving metal things into, the, into this school. And, and in the meantime, your hands are freezing, and you let go of like the metal things that you're moving, and you're like, I can't move my hands. And you're like, you're like yelling for help with my hands. I'm dying, you know. I'm pretty dramatic to begin with, too, so those two things don't go well together. But 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 it was funny though, because just a couple months in, it, it dawned on me, like, whoa, hold on a second. Like, this is a gift. I get to do this with some of the most amazing people I have ever met. I think, I think all of our servant leaders, are, we don't have volunteers here, we have servant leaders. I think all of our servant leaders are amazing. Um, I, I, think our, I think our setup and teardown teams are like, kind of like extra special heroes because they get up a little bit early, they stay a little bit later. And what's funny is that that particular team has become a bit of like a family. Like we, we show up, we're excited, like, we're like, like it's 7 a.m., and we're like, let's go. This is a good day. It's going to be great. Because what I discovered is that, is that other people even begin to come, become aligned within the season that you shape by your words. So if this is a bad season, this is kind of, uh, I don't really want to do this anymore. The people around you begin to take that on themselves as well. But you come in. This is great. I'm so excited to see you. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be awesome. Have you noticed that the other people around you begin to take on that same characteristic themselves? Because your seasons are shaped by what you say about the season that you're, that you're in. So don't wait for your season to be beautiful. Make your season beautiful by what you say. Because if we put off 
God's beauty, if we put off speaking about the beauty that's within the season that we're in, for tomorrow, you'll miss out on the beautiful purpose that God has for your season today. I'm going to do something here real quick. What, what do you see right now? What do you see? Help me out. What do you see? White, white paper. Good, good, good. That's very good. Good job, Emily. You're, you're the only one who can see in here, and you are correct. Well done. What do you see on here? Black dot. It's interesting, right? Because the majority of the paper is still white. But all that we can see is that one black dot. It's that same way in our own lives. It's pretty good. But there's one thing, and there's two things. Or you say, Jordan, there's five things that are not good. But there's probably 50 things that are really good. Your, your season is shaped by what you say. And what you say is shaped by what you focus on. So don't wait for your season to be beautiful. Make it beautiful by what you say. The third thing, and the last point, is that every season has strengths you can seize. So, so there's a struggle in every season. Every season is shaped by what you say. And every season has strengths you can seize. Every season has strengths you can seize. A few years ago, I was going out to dinner with some friends, and, uh, and the restaurant was, was attached to the mall, and, uh, and they said it was about a 60-minute wait. So they gave us one of those pagers, you know, and, and, and we're waiting there for about 30 minutes, and then we say, hey, let's just walk around the mall and kind of kill some time as we're waiting for our table. So we're walking, we're walking through the mall, and, uh, and about another 30 minutes goes by, and so we're thinking, you know, our pages should probably go off here pretty soon. And, and so we begin to make our way back to the restaurant, and we get there, and we're waiting about another 15, 20 minutes. And, and I go up, and I ask the, the hostess, I say, excuse me, ma'am, I say, um, about how much longer do you think it's going to be until our table is ready? She begins to kind of look through the list and finds my name, and she says, oh, sir, um, we already paged you. I said, no, you didn't. She said, yes, we did. I said, no, you didn't. And she said, yes, I did. I said, ma'am, I said, I've had this pager on me the entire time. I said, I literally, it's never left my hand. I never even put it in my pocket. I just held on to it the whole time, waiting for that thing to vibrate. And she said, were you walking around the mall by chance? I said, yes, I was. And she said, you got too far away that the pager couldn't receive the, the signal. I think sometimes in our own lives, we grow impatient in the season that we're in, and we begin to kind of wander away and intentionally create a new season for ourselves. And as a result, we, aren't no, we are no longer leaning into the voice of God. We wander away aimlessly. Meanwhile, God is trying to get our attention, but we're off into a next season. Listen to me. Some seasons you know are coming, but it's not the right time yet. It's not the right time yet. You can't... The, what... what the right season in the wrong time won't be a blessing, it'll be a burden. The right thing, God's promise, in the wrong time won't, won't be a blessing, it'll, it'll be a burden. 
We got to stay close to God in the season we're in. Whether we think that the season is a good season or a bad season, we cannot wander around aimlessly or we'll no longer be able to hear the voice of God which will, which will guide us and lead us into the next season of our lives. We need to be patient to trust God's timing in every season that we're in. I wasn't, I was going to close this a little bit different way, but I'm going to do something just a little bit different, DJ. Um, you can't uproot yourself too soon. You can't uproot yourself too soon. I was reminded during worship as we were just singing some song together of, of Psalm chapter 3, and I, I made a, made a known of, note of this. Psalm, Psalm chapter 1, rather. Let's see if I can make this make sense here. The psalmist writes, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but he delights in the law of the Lord, and in it he meditates day and night. Verse 3, He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, but whatever he does prospers. Let me, let me read that again, verse 3. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. You know, if you, if you take a plant and you begin to uproot it too soon and you kind of keep replanting it, that plant over time will, will, will begin to die. It will begin to wither. It will begin to fade. Because the root system doesn't have a chance to really, to really get deep into the soil. Man, my generation is famous for this today. It's like marking, it's marking my generation today. We kind of bounce from one job to the next, one relationship to the next. I don't just want to, I don't, I don't want to talk about my generation though, because I think this is something that we, we all do. We, kind of, we, we, we don't dig deep. I heard it said recently, I said recently that even, even with a job, this is, I mean, this, maybe I'm getting too practical here, but I, I just, I don't believe in a spirituality void of practicality. It's just, just, I, I, it's not who I am. But, but like if you're, if you're, if you're a young person, you're changing from one job to the next constantly. Like you're, you're not doing, you're not, you're not doing it right. You got to give it at least a year. If you're a young person here and you're dating, go through all four seasons together. Before you decide to get married, I'm telling you, man, that's, that's a word from God right there. But people act differently in some seasons than they do in others, and you want to see their face in every season. But we uproot ourselves too soon, and we jump to the next season too soon, and what was intended to be a blessing ends up becoming a burden. What intended to be a blessing ends up, ends up feeling like a curse. There's a strength in every season, but that strength is only found when we stay planted in that season because the strength is in the root system, right? Like it's windy today. Like our signs are falling over, our tent blew, like that big welcome tent that we put out front, it, it took off. It broke, it bent, it, it, it's trashed. It, it blew, it blew, it blew over. And I'm still trying to get over it. And, 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 and but, 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 you know, there's going, to be some, there's going to be some branches that probably fall off trees. There's going to be some small trees that try, to, that try to fall over, kind of fall over as well. But you know what will last? 
the trees that have a deep root system in it. There's a strength in every season. And we got to seize it. It doesn't, it doesn't just come by itself. we got to dig. we got to dig our roots into it. Man, if you're, if you're here at Ethos Church, I would encourage you to, to dig into groups at Ethos. Check out our website. Join a group, man, because there's strength in relationship and digging our roots. And you can't just come once. You can't just go to groups once. Let me get real, like, pastoral on you real quick. If, if you're checking out churches, you can't just check out a church once. Whether it's our church or Life Point or Adventure or, or Vineyard or Rock City or, or Grace Point, like whatever church, you can't check them out once. Like I'm asking you to do that pastor a favor. Go around, kick some tires at least three times, at least three weeks. Like lean into that church. Ethos Church is not, we are a church that welcomes everybody, but we're not a church for everyone, I know that. I know that we're not going to be a church for everyone. I know, that, I know that everything that we do is going to resonate with everybody who comes in here. But I'll help you find a great church. But you've got to find a church and dig your roots deep into that church, man. You've got you to you dig your roots deep into that group. You go to group one time, you're like, oh, I didn't like it. They weren't very nice to me. Well, go back again because you probably weren't very nice to them. Right? Like, nobody said hi to me. Did you say hi to anybody? Nobody engaged in conversation with me. Did you ask them any questions? Like, we got we to gotta dig our roots deep in order to seize the strength of the seasons that we're in.